Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I was going to go into a whole celebration of Igmar Bergman, and then I thought, I've done that before. Whenever I mention him, people that I know accuse me of being a film snob. Oh, those are, those are foreign films. I don't want to read a film. Fuck you. Evolve. Evolve. Stop giving me this hands down, you're going to bow down for Michael Bay. I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. Let's get real here. I understand that a lot of people in this country... They have problems with immigrants. I don't because I come from an immigrant family. People coming here for a better life. Coming on that boat to Ellis Island. My mother's uh, side of the family did that in the early part of the 20th century. My father's family came through here through the border on foot. Imagine my grandmother, all five kids... On foot. Okay? So I am all for foreign films. That is your humanity. That is your culture. America is a land of immigrants. So whenever people have that American made, I'm like, well, you all go to Walmart, and Walmart isn't always American made. This beautiful global world that we live in. And so that's why I celebrate foreign films. If you don't want to read the subtitles, I don't know, then get the dubbed version. But evolve. That's all I'm asking my audience to do. Last night I talked about American History X. I wish I would have had a guest and we could have gone more in depth to the film because that film really is more relevant today than it was in 1998. Films are an escape. Films are culturally significant and sometimes they change us for the better. That is the tool of art to inspire. So whenever I think of Igmar Bergman, yes, some people have said his films are depressing. Life is not always good. And life is not always depressing. And there is humor within his films. There is humanity within his films. I've only seen The Seventh Seal, parts of Autumn Sonata. I know that next year, Liv Ullman, one of his collaborators in love, she's going to be receiving an honorary Oscar next year, along with Samuel L. Jackson. That's right, motherfuckers. And so that's interesting, because she's been, she'd been nominated twice. First for The Immigrants, and second for Face to Face. A lot of Igmar Bergman's collaborators are gone, his film collaborators. But Liv Ullman, she's still with us. One of his great film collaborators was actor Max von Sydow. Seventh Seal, Wild Strawberries, Shame. Went on to do Pele the Conqueror and 
the exorcist. So there's Igmar Bergman is within the culture. Think of Bill and Ted's excellent adventures, death. You all think that that, oh, oh, the film creators created that. Uh Uh-uh. Death first came to pass in 1957 in the film The Seventh Seal. Look it up. Research it. There's a YouTube video on it. Igmar Bergman in popular culture. I can't stress that enough. At the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, yes, sometimes I want to have guests and sometimes I don't. Because this is therapy for me. Today I was part of a Rhodes podcasting contest. And I thought, oh, I realized because I'd been so busy, they kept sending my entry rejected because of, I guess, uh, the length of the the clip. And so, yeah. And then I realized throughout this, it was a contest and there were winners that I don't really deserve it and I don't really want it because I don't do this for prizes. I do this like everyone does for breathing. This is my this is my idea of going to the shrink's office. We talk about films, we get the let out. We embrace this beautiful and also dark narrative. You think of the 20th century the 20th century is all about media, film, television, and music and radio. The 19th century was all about art, the Industrial Revolution, the Victorian age, man trying to fly, boat, train, the locomotive. And the 20th century really, it's about film. It's about that medium that just wowed us all from 1896 to now. They used to be called Nickelodeons. In fact, you would crank the lever and you would watch through almost the stereophonic glasses and you would watch a reel. They called them reels. Now Instagram has reels, so it's kind of funny. I see that now knowing the history of film and I laugh. Yeah. The history of film is wide, it's broad, only recent is it inclusive, that everyone is part of the party. Think of someone like Quentin Tarantino who didn't even go to film school, worked in a video store. And someone had to remind me about that when I wanted to go to film school and I realized I don't have to go. I already have my associates and I have my bachelor's and I was going to go get a master of fine arts in film like Martin Scorsese. And then I realized I don't really have to do that. So I just worked because I needed to work. I needed to make money. And so finally in 2018, I got to do something that I've always wanted to do, which was to do a form of radio and podcasting. If I do this live on Instagram, then it's along the lines of radio, perhaps. But podcasting is a total different medium. But one person I could say that inspired me early on to do podcasting was Mark Maron. I love the podcast WTF. His guests... I I don't think anyone can even get guests like that. Jimmy Fallon, Kimmel, even Colbert. They cannot get guests like Mark Maron. It's truly... A revolutionary form right there. And the great Gil Scott Heron said, 
The revolution will not be televised. And it won't. It's on the podcast. It's on the format. I thought a lot about today and I, I looked at clips of, of Igmar Bergman and what I was going to say and I realized I've done that. I don't want to bore you all. I still have many of his films to watch. I used to climb at the Mount of Mount Kubrick and think that's it and, and Scorsese. And then I watched Igmar Bergman's The Seventh Seal and it blew my fucking mind. And it was during the early days of the pandemic. And I thought, oh, shit. And then I didn't know if I liked it or not. That is the true essence of a film is whether you liked it or not. It's so hard for you to conceptualize. What did that film do to me? And then you think about it. You, I remember going to sleep. And I kept thinking about The Seventh Seal. And it was burrowing in me. And I, I thought, I have to watch it again. Why? The look, the color, the frames, the light, the darkness, the story, the acting, the music, the whole package of the film delivered by Igmar Bergman. There are many people that say, oh, this is his best. Okay. That's like saying your favorite band. I have so many. I have so many. I do talk about music on this podcast, and I'm not going to rebrand it the Dr. Zeus Film and Music Podcast because then I also talk about television, and I also talk about other things. So I always weave it into here. And this podcast has just been a great form of creativity. I am a creative mind. I've been a creative mind since I was little. I'm probably one of the few people to admit, yeah, I used to have flying dreams. I wouldn't talk about them. I didn't know what they meant until I got older. It was always dreams of escape. I was always trying to escape something. I can remember having an astral projection dream more than once as a little kid. And not realizing what they were until I got older. Very esoteric. And what's beautiful about that is, is that I'm able to just... I can feel a lot of those films that I watch. I try not to watch a lot of violent films. I remember watching The Revenant when I first started podcasting. And it it was beautifully photographed. I'll give them that. But it was just too violent. And yeah, that's, uh, that's man. I mean, you think of something like Bambi. It's... The, it's nature versus man. Because let's, let's face it, we, we really are fucked up when it comes to nature. And we go in there and we think that we can just own everything and that we can butcher everything to our liking. This also includes religion. I'm not religious whatsoever. I'm spiritual. And so that's why I'm very selective of the films that I watch. People will tell me, why don't you watch this? Why don't you watch that? So I'm very hesitant to watch certain films. Yes, I'm going to watch Big Trouble in Little China, Jason, because I need to. 
I still have not watched all of those Joseph von Sternberg, Marlena Dietrich films. See, I've seen Morocco and I've seen Blonde Venus. Uh, the others I have not seen. I'm trying to find time to watch them. And I've got time. But also it is my attention span. My attention span is like I want to be outside. I want to be counting my steps. Monitoring. And that's what I've tried to do throughout this this month. It's been a weird month. A lot of impatience. I've had to work on that. I'm working on getting my sleep habits back. I was sleeping in and I realized this is okay until we get ready to go back to work. And then I, I've got to just bite, bite it. i got to bite it. I'm not going to say bite the bullet because that's such a cliche. And what I try to do is not be a cliche podcasting wise that's why I, I try not to always play clips when i first rebranded this show it was really because politics were just eating at me and i realized a lesson learned from a friend of mine was to just tune it out shouldn't anger you it's just politics it's one side fighting about this why blue is better than red, why red is better than blue, 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 yeah. And I have not made my political affiliations secret. Some of you know, and that's fine. It's part of life. In fact, I come from a family where I'm aware of both sides of the spectrum. A lot of people don't know that because I don't talk about it. They just look at me and think, stupid liberal. Really? Okay. All right. All right. You know, the word stupid is a strong word. And I'm guessing that a few of you don't even know how to spell it. Just like people who don't know how to spell traitor and put traitor. I know a few of those people. It's kind of funny to watch. That's why social media, sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to read the comments. And I'm nice about it. And I don't say correct that. But it's like nails on a chalkboard right there. This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast in a nutshell. Talking about life, talking about film. I think the greatest form of film are documentaries. Documentaries have done something that a lot of feature films can't do. Whether you like it or not, it leaves you flabbergasted. You're either angry about what you saw, you're happy about what you saw, or you want to make a difference. You want to correct those wrongs. Controversial documentaries such as Bowling for Columbine. The Amy Winehouse documentary. Because a lot of people, including myself, watched and thought, why didn't people do anything? But you can't help someone who doesn't want help. And then you have Grey Gardens, legendary documentary by the Maisel Brothers. Documentaries are so powerful. They really, they transform us. There's a few documentaries that I want to watch. I've seen Woodstock, meh. The Bob Dylan documentaries are probably the best. 
because they try to capture Bob Dylan. And you, you and I, the audience, we know with Bob Dylan, you cannot capture him. He is just going to run the fuck away. The audience, or not the audience, but the reporters have always tried to capture him and box him in. Try to make him out something that he's not. When he went electric, people lost their minds. So what's interesting is there is a documentary he did with Scorsese. I think it was the something review, Thunder Mountain review. I'm probably wrong and I don't have it in front of me. Some people have said that about me. Well, why don't you have notes? Why don't you be more prepared? Really? Do you do a podcast? No. That's when, unless they are a podcaster and they are or a radio person and they're critical of me, I don't listen. Because I've had friends who've said, you know, this and that. And I'm thinking, you don't podcast, so shut the fuck up. And I know that's harsh and that's fine. But you needed to hear that. There's certain people I won't have on this show because they just go on and on and on. Talking about shadow people. This is a film podcast, not a shadow people podcast, okay? There have been a few people who have asked me for money. Not pertaining to the podcast, but it's like, let's air out the grievances right here. And I've told them no on several occasions. I've had to say no so many times. When it comes to the podcast also, there are a few episodes that I just flat out cut. I had a person on here and I realized it was too revealing and so I took it off. Because I knew some of you would get the wrong idea. The great Nina Simone said that don't let me be misunderstood. She probably sings the best version of that song. And there's a really powerful documentary about her. What happened, Miss Simone? Oh, God, she had a voice that cut like a knife. And those are the best singers. When I watch a documentary, I learn so much. I feel so much. There are very few feature films that make me feel. And back to Igmar Bergman. Oh, he makes you feel. He makes you go back and think, shit. Now, why is that so powerful? I can see it right now. The landscape that Igmar Bergman always chose, which was either an island, nature, water, the beach, the forest, the wilderness. He was a great humanist. And there are a lot of things that I read about Igmar Bergman that really made me sick. But you can separate the person from the art. You can. There are so many instances in that. I'm not going to name all the people because we would be here until Christmas. And so we're at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Sometimes I just have a thought and I record it. I don't have papers in front of me. I do research sometimes. And sometimes I'm just like, let's talk about this. So to my detractors, and I've had many who have told me that the show is crap, that I curse too much. Well, I'm glad I don't listen to you. And those who say, oh, it's not, you really should do your research more. Really? (laughs) You really should stop acting like a nutball. 
That's what I'd like to say to that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names. I am not. That's just not me. It's been a wild ride recording this podcast. I don't think I'm ever gonna stop. I mean, there are so many goals and dreams that I have for it, but I'm not gonna say them because I can't tell people everything. And so we stop right here at the Dr. Zeus film podcast for tonight. Just talking about Igmar Bergman and everything in between, because those really are his films. Human interaction, human emotion, good, the bad, and the ugly. He didn't make those films. Those were spaghetti westerns. And then learning that he had such a vast library of films, all kinds of films. People have talked about that. Going to his island that has been preserved and his personal library of films is very interesting. There are so many documentaries on Igmar Bergman, who he himself, at one point, his father was a religious man. He, in fact, was a man of the cloth, shall we say. And he, and it made Igmar want to abandon religion. He didn't believe in the afterlife. And then one day he was talking to his good friend, Max von Sydow, and said, I don't believe in the afterlife. I think Max von Sydow said that, and Igmar says, oh no, I've learned that there's something beyond all of this. And he says, I will prove you wrong. And he said, really? And Max von Sydow didn't want to go too into it, but he says, yes, Big, Igmar Bergman has contacted him from beyond where it is, beyond comprehension. I don't want to say beyond the grave because that is so, but then again, that is very Igmar Bergman, the grave. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Give me a man that I can trust. (laughs) In this day and age, I don't know. But as a filmmaker, knowing that he was probably watching Beverly Hills Cop and Tammy, who knows? No, he wasn't watching Tammy because Tammy came out after he died. Anyway, who knows what he thought of Titanic? Yeah. Yeah. You know, James Cameron, I hate to say this, but you know who's the king of the world? Igmar Bergman. As always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs>